is up? This is episode two on the car sales one-on-one. So this episode is gonna be about how to land a job, find a, find a, find a dealership you wanna work for, kill the uh, interview, land the job, so on and so forth. So first we're gonna start out with how to find a dealership you wanna work for. So real quick before we get started, I wanna kinda of tell you a couple places to find me. I'm a social media guy. So you can find me at uh, on Facebook at, An- uh, at Anthony Story. You can find me on Instagram at a- at TNT Tatum and Tyler TNT Dad. You can also find me Anthony Story that way too. If you search, in the very last place you can find me is LinkedIn Anthony Story. I'm not big on Snapchat. I, ha- I have an account. I don't even know what it's called. I don't even know what my name is. But um, I'm also on Snapchat too. I have a Twitter account, but I don't play with that too much because I don't understand. Twitter, it's kind of a colossal mess to me. I could probably do a little bit better if I, I understood a little bit better. So anyways, let's get to how to find a dealership you wanna work for. So basically what I typically do, when I, when I started looking for jobs after I, I left my first dealership, I went to a couple different places. I went to Indeed, I went to uh, ZipRecruiter, and also went to the major groups like Sonic, AutoNation, Penske, and I looked for jobs that way too. So that way they have job boards and you can look through there. I didn't use Monster too much because I didn't know how to use Monster. Uh, a couple of the places I looked was just on the dealership websites themselves. So a lot of the places to look that I believe are is Indeed because a lot of people will feed into Indeed. Indeed, the major companies like Sonic and Automotive, the groups will feed into those dealerships or feed into Indeed. Therefore, they can access or you can go both ways. Usually they'll redirect you to their website itself. So, how to find the perfect dealership to work for. There's a couple different dealerships you could work for. You could work for a small dealership, you could work for a large dealership, medium-sized dealership, you could work for high-end, which would be the or the um, luxury brands like Lexus, Audi, BMW, Mercedes, so on and so forth, or you could work for the domestic um, imported brands, which would be Toyota, Ford, Dodge, Chevy, so on and so forth. There's also premium or super high, super high end, which would be like your Lamborghinis, your Porsches, so on and so forth. Those jobs are a little bit harder to get. Sometimes you have to know somebody to get into those places to work. So with that being said, look at what deal, where you want to work for, what brand you want to work for. The luxury brands sometimes are a little bit harder to get into. It's, like I said, a little, you have to know somebody in order to get into those dealerships. Whereas in the domestic or the imports, imports, it might not be as hard to work for those those brands, depending on the size of it, so on and so forth. Now, getting onto the size of the dealership, you have small dealerships, medium and large dealerships. Now, in there, there's people that sell different volumes, but small dealerships are going to sell probably 100 cars or less. Then you got all the way to the large dealerships that are probably going to sell about four or five hundred total, um, four or five hundred or plus. I work at a dealership, we sell about a thousand cars a month. That would be Fred Haas Total World. But with that being said, it's a high volume dealership. Low volume dealership, you can still have the opportunity to sell a lot of cars, 15, 20 cars a month. You're gonna be a stud at one of those places versus if you work for a high end dealership, selling 15 to 20 cars a month, you might not be the um, stud. You'll be a good salesman, but you might not be a stud. Those are typically more high volume 35, 40 cars plus. I have salesmen that work for me that sell 50 cars, that continually sell 50 cars a month. So with that being said, 
you need to look at where you want to look, where you want to work, what, what the type of volume you want to do. So, you know, you can look at that a couple different ways on at the dealership itself. You can look at the inventory. If they have 100 cars, 150 cars, they're going to be more likely a low volume dealership. 300, they're still going to be probably in the low volume range. Then you can look up to the thousands of um, cars in their inventory. And that's going to be more like a high volume dealership, which is, like I said, something I work for. And I've worked for both. And I've worked for the medium-sized dealerships where they sold 300 cars a month, 400 cars a month. I've worked for the media, uh, the large dealerships, which is what I work for now, which sell a lot of cars. I typically like to be on the uh, high-end portion of the dealership. Not that you make more money. Um, the opportunity is obviously there to make more money. But on the higher end, the, the high-volume dealerships, I am at a fast pace. I like being at a fast pace. I like to sit there and always be busy. You can still do that at a low-end dealership, a uh, low-volume dealership. The pace, you can still keep it busy, but you're going to have to work for a lot of client base where at a, at a high-volume dealership, you have a lot of your client base that just walks in uh, on a continuous basis, not only through sales, through service. They also do that and collision. So you need to look at it which way you want to go. You can work for a low-volume dealership. You can work for a high-volume dealership. It's just what are you think you're going to be most comfortable with? And you're more than welcome to reach out to me and ask me. I can give you some advice. And through that, you can also DM me. I'll um, catch you on the phone and I'll actually kind of talk to you, see which way you want to go. You don't have to be in the state of Texas to talk to me. You can be anywhere. So let's move on to the next step. Finding the place to work and going online and actually um, applying for that job. So when you want to go to Indeed or the dealership's website, it's very simple to do. You can navigate around. Now they're gonna have some must-have requirements, but sometimes you can navigate around those must-have requirements by just having the skill set. What I mean by that is, is if you've ever sold any product or object in your career, most of the time, most dealerships will give you a nod. But make sure you make that clear in your resume. So when you go online to like Sonic Automotive, or automation, they're probably gonna drag you through, not drag you, let me correct myself. They'll put you, they'll filter you out a little bit better. They're gonna funnel you to where they wanna um, see what kind of a candidates they wanna have come through. So, you know, Sonic, they do a little bit different. AutoNation does a little bit different also, but they're gonna funnel you through and see if they want, if they're the right candidate. Now, what I always tend to recommend is Go through the process of these websites, go through, you know, Indeed, go through um, all these dealership websites and then do it. When you do go to the dealership website, you need to look at the um, employees that do work there. So look through the employees. Do they look like you? Are they going to be something that you think you can relate to? You can also sit there and look at the GM and the owners at most dealerships because they will be on their website itself. So what you need to do there is look at that. See if that's a place you don't want to work for. You, what I typically tend to do at this point in time is because everybody's, a lot of people are social nowadays. I, I try to find those people on social and I try to reach out to them. Sometimes if you really want a job at a particular dealership, what I do is I sit there and I call the operator and I ask the operator for the GM's email address and just tell him, I'm gonna send him my resume. If you don't mind, please give it to me. Most of the time you can find that on the website yourself. But if you really want a job at a specific dealership, that's, that's a really good way to do it. Um, also, another thing, if you, all, if you have friends that know people that work for car dealerships, that's also a good way to get into. 
if you can reach out to that person, the best thing about reaching out to that one person, particular person sometimes, is that they have a network of people that they do know in the car business so that they can sit there and reach out um, and find somebody that helps you, that can help you. So, like I said, a couple key things to look at. Look at your social network. You know, look the people up on the website. Look at their look at their social profile. Make sure you sit there and you go onto the websites of the of the brands that you want to work for, and also use the uh, major brands and try to find the major groups and try to find um, the which dealership you want to work at that way, and and try to find which which specific brand you want to work for. If you want to work for a couple brands, you can do that. Because I always tell people, if you can't sit there and see yourself selling a Hyundai, a Kia, a Toyota, then don't go sell that brand. You're gonna, it's gonna be failure right away. You're gonna, if you don't work for a dealership and you do fail because you love the brand, it's not so much the dealer, it's not so much the brand itself. It might be the dealership. You might not fit in there, it might not be your culture, and it might not be where you need to be. And I'll get more into that later on in a different episode. So now that you've done this, you need to get your resume together. There's different resume builders that you can use. I don't recommend paying somebody. However, I do recommend if you're gonna use WordDoc or one of those, you can sit there and Google resumes all day, every day, and you can kind of outline your resume based on the job you're looking for. So one thing I always tell people, make sure you have a clear and precise objective of what you wanna do in your resume. So if you wanna go work for a dealership and you wanna sell cars, make sure you make that clear. Make sure you wanna add value to the dealership. Also, if you worked at a previous place, whether it be Pan, uh, Panera Bread or something else, make sure you put in there what you did sales-wise to better the place or what you did to uplift that place. And then if you do have references, list references that you know they're gonna give you a good reference. So that way, if the manager does call, they're going to reference back to that person and ask them, hey, was this guy good? Did they work real hard for you? So on and so forth. Now, with that being said, if you did work for a previous dealership, if you worked for you know one dealership and you're moving over and you want to make a jump to another one, make sure you list the reasons why you left. And what I mean by that is, is I've left every dealership that I've worked for. I've never got fired. Well, there's one I didn't work out at, and it was I found that out within four days. But what I'm trying to tell you is, is if you left, make sure you give the specific reason of why you left. Don't sit there and say, "Well, it just didn't work out." Tell the tell them of why it didn't work out. So don't leave anything out in the open. Make sure when you do leave a dealership, if you do decide to leave one place to the next, make sure you make it clear and precise. So, like I said, when you put your resume together, make sure you put references will sit that will sit there and give you a good word. If you did leave a dealership on bad terms, make sure you let that person know if you're going to use them for reference that you left on bad terms. I don't recommend that, but make sure you tell them, hey, look, I'm using you as a reference. Please just tell them how good of a worker I was, so on and so forth. Make sure you're lining everything up so, so if you want to nail this job, you actually nail this job. Okay, I can't give you much more guidance on a resume. Just make sure it's clean, it's clear. If you're gonna use Indeed to build your resume or you're gonna use ZipRecruiter to use your, use your resume, preview that resume. And, and the reason why I say that is I get resumes all the, all the time from people. And I've had ones where it has picture, I've had pictures on it. I've had ones where it's just been two jobs and there's been no list of qualifications. When you do that, I'm not gonna even look at your resume because you didn't even take the time to do that. 
But if you have a picture on there and you've done a lot of work to it, I'm, you might be the worst candidate I might ever talk to, but you're at least gonna get my attention to go and talk to you. So make sure it's clean, it's clear. If you have any questions, like I said, I will, I will, my social profiles, you can call, you can DM me. I'll give you ways on how to look for this. So now let's move on to the next portion. When you come into an interview, make sure you're dressed pop properly. So like I was telling you, there's a couple different ways you can, you can, you know, give your resumes to the dealership. A couple way, one way that I've seen people do it is I've seen, they've, I've seen that they've popped into dealerships. So you can pop into a dealership and give your resume. But if you're going to do it that day, don't come in there in t-shirt and jeans. Make sure you come in with a suit, uh, whether it be slacks, dress shirt, and you don't have a tie. I don't care. But make sure you look appropriate for the interview. And I'm going to go into that in just a second. But when that, if you're going to drop your resume off, make sure you're dressed properly for that moment. Because they might want to interview, interview right then and there. So and that's in one, another different, another way. So... Now, how do you dress for how to dress for an interview? So I typically like when people come into me and they dress properly. I always I always also respect it if they ask me, "Hey, what is the business? What is the dress for this um, interview?" And I, and I'm always going to tell you business. So make sure that that includes a dress shirt, um, khaki slacks, whatever you want to do, dress shoes. You don't have to wear a tie. I'm not. I'm not big on whether you have to wear a tie or not, or whether you have to wear a suit. Same thing goes for a female. Make sure you're dressed properly. Now I know there's some women that are that have a more you know a bet. A, I'm stuttering so bad right now because I don't want to say the wrong word, but that are more figured out than other women. And what I mean by that is is that they have this body that sometimes if they don't cover it properly, and might it doesn't look well for an interview and. I don't mean look well for an interview. What I mean by that is, because I'm digging myself a big hole, I really don't care at this point. I'd rather kind of tell you what I look at. If a female comes in and they're dressed to go to the club, you're not going to get the job. I'm just telling you right now. If you come in dressed business and you look appropriate, I'm going to take you serious. But if you come in and you have you know, parts of your body hanging out and you came in for that specific reason, that's not the way to get a job with me. The way to get a job with me and most other people, and if you do get a job that way, it's not going to last long because it's not going to be the place where you're going to work. There's not going to be any support for you. It's just they hired you just to hire you. And I've seen it happen many times in the car business. So that's why I'm telling you to go in there dressed business. I'm not telling you to dress down, dress ugly, but dress business. Same thing goes for a male too. Go in there dressed business. I don't care if you have the biggest muscles in the world and you want to show off how big you are or if you're the most lean guy ever, at the end of the day, business is business. You want to get hired based off your intelligence and what you're able to convey sales-wise to the person that you're interviewing with. So now let's move on to how to nail the interview. Also, let me just step back one portion. If you do go in and you decide to take the route of going door knocking and actually going to the dealership, Make sure that you're dressed to impress that day. If you do decide to drop off resume, resumes that day, don't go in there with the intent to have a resume, to have an interview that day. What I mean by that is if you go into walk into the dealership, they're going to ask you to fill out an application and they're going to ask you to drop off your resume. Now, I tend to respect you a little bit more as if you said, hey, I'm here to just drop off my resume. 
I would like to speak to the manager and I'd like to schedule an appointment, a time for a later interview if my resume meets the qualifications that you're, that you're looking for. That is a good way to me, in my opinion, to nail the job. So if you've done the Indeed and you want to take it one step further, I recommend that. If you don't do the Indeed and you just want to look for a specific dealership you want to work for, that's a very impressive way to do it. Okay, so now that we've gotten up to the point of how you need to dress, let me tell you how to kill the interview. When you go in, and what I mean by kill the interview is, it doesn't mean to sit there and sell something that you're not. What I mean is when you go into an interview, make sure you are representing yourself. Be authentic, be real. So when you go into that interview, go in there with a purpose to get the job. Don't go in there with a purpose to lie. Don't say you've done something that you have not done. Don't sit there and say you've set sales records that you have not sold. Don't sit there and oversell yourself. Be authentic, be real. And then that way, they know where to start with you. What I mean, what my, my specifics are by that is, is if you go in tooting your horn and you've sold all this stuff and you're, you're just coming in off as this amazing guy and you're really not, and then you get there, you set all these high expectations and you're not going to get the support you want to. But if you come in and you say, hey man, I've never sold a thing in my life, I'm ambitious, this is what I want to do. Uh, you know, I've always wanted to sell cars. I love, the, I love this brand and I just believe that I can actually do this. You know, that's the way to do it is to sit there and actually sell who you are. Now, let me just step back one more step. I got a little ahead of myself. What I, what some manufacturer, what some dealers like to see. Now, me personally, I don't, I'm, I'm up in the air about this. But what, what some dealers like to see is they like to see if you know the brand, whether you know Audi, whether you know the dealership, whether you know Toyota, so on and so forth. Some dealers will require you to do a walk around on a vehicle, even if you never sold cars or even if you did sell cars. So what you need to do sometimes before you go walk into that brand, you need to go on YouTube, you need to learn about that brand, learn everything you can. If they ask you to do a walk around, take a day, take two days, and go home and study that and come back with a walk around. But go before you go to work for a dealership, make sure you study the brand. And one other thing I didn't cover, I hate to bounce around a little bit, but the other thing I needed to cover was if you're going to sit there and go work for that dealership, look on their website. If it's a dealership that you know that's been there for 20, 30 years, there's some history there, 40 years. There's some history there. If you're going to work for the major groups like AutoNation, Sonic Automotive, um, Penske, Learn about their group. Go onto the website. Impress them when you go in there. Learn say, hey, look, I've never worked for a car dealership. I saw you on, on the website, AutoNation. I saw you, um, Mr. Joe Smith Ford, and I, and, I, and I like everything that you're about. And go in and sit there and tell them stuff. So now let's go back to the interview portion. But that was a little tidbit I want to throw in there that I forgot about. So just make sure you know the brand, the company that you're going to work for before you go in there. Learn the history, Google them, Facebook them, do whatever you can to learn that history of it. So now that you're sitting there and you've got the interview and you're ready to sit down and talk to whoever it is, be the manager, several managers that you might go through. If you're only talking to one manager, I don't recommend that you work for that dealership. If you talk to at least two to three managers, I recommend that that's a good place to work for. Because if one person is making the decisions and not everybody's on board, it might be a little bit different. But when I was talking about earlier, don't oversell yourself. Don't undersell yourself either. If you work for a dealership and you're, and you're moving to another one, you sold 15 cars a month or 20 cars a month, and you sit there and you told them 20 cars a month, they're going to ask you, why are you leaving? Or why did you leave? And 
Be authentic. Be real about it. Tell them the truth. Hey, they didn't pay me right. Hey, I had a falling out with one of the managers one day. Hey, they hired a new manager. Our personality didn't get along. Hey, you know, this. Just make sure you're clear about it. Because there's going to be your side of the story and then there's going to be that guy's side of the story. And they might not actually even, they might even actually call them up. Now, if you're jumping ship and you haven't told the previous dealership that you're leaving, make sure you tell the manager, please don't contact my previous employer. They don't know I'm looking for another job because you don't want to get let go from a certain place or whatnot. But if you're coming into the car business brand new, you typically won't have to worry about that. When you're sitting down and you're doing the interview, make sure you're composed about yourself. Make sure you practice what this interview might be like. Make sure you're saying the right words. Make sure you're not over speaking over the manager. The one good thing I know that whenever I'm interviewing somebody is when they ask me questions to tell me about, you know, the dealership. Because everybody in the car business, every manager in the car business has, has some sort of ego. We're all egotistical. We're a certain level of narcissistic. We like the, not only the money of the business, but we also like the, um, how do I put this? We like the attention. We like the, the achievements, the accolades that it comes with sometimes. So we're going to sit there and brag a little bit. And that, if you get a manager to do that, you're already getting, you're already starting off on a good foot. Now, when the, when the manager asks you a question, why are you getting the car business? Be very specific. Hey, I want to be in the car business because my uncle did. Hey, I want to be in the car business because of this. Hey, I want to be in the car business. Don't be timid about your answers. Be authentic and be real. Tell them what it is you want to do. Because... Back to what I said earlier, if you come in and you say, yeah, I used to sell um, tires at, you know, discount tire, and I was the number one tire salesman, and you go in with that impression, then they're going to expect you to learn quickly. But if you go in there and say, hey, I was good at selling tires there, I wasn't the best, but I think I can do the car business, they know to start out with you, they know what level to start out with you on, they know what level to train you on, they know where to start if they need to do the nuts and bolts or whatnot in order to get you to the level that they want to get you to. So go there and there with good intentions and let them know what it is you want to do. Now moving on to the later parts of the interview. You know, don't be afraid to tell them something. If they ask for a background, make sure you give them that background information. Hey, are you going to be able to pass a background check? Is there something that you haven't told me here that's going to come up? Make sure you tell them that. I've, I've hired several people that have had stuff that happened in their background. But we take it by a case-by-case basis. If you don't tell them and they find out later, you're never going to get that job because they can't believe you. They can't trust you. Now, with that being said, always tell them about anything that you think might prevent you from having the job. A mode of transportation, this. Just always be specific about the rules. If you want to know the hours, ask the proper questions. Hey, what are the hours? If they're going to conflict with your hours at home, this might not be the location for you. You know, if the overall hours or times and the slots that they might have you work are not going to work. This might not be the dealership for you. This is not only an interview for you to get the job. This is also an interview for the dealership to, to for you, for the dealership to say, Hey, do I really want to work here? Is this the car business, the place I want to be in? So long story short, you know, make sure you're doing all the things you can to find out if this is the right fit for you, if, if you're the right fit for them, so on and so forth. So now I'm about to finish up. I just wanted to kind of kill, uh, go over a few points. All right, so let's start. I don't even remember how many points I had. I don't know if there's point one through five, but the first point that I'm going to go back over is to make sure 
that you know what, um, or make sure you're doing using the right avenues to find the right dealership to work for, websites, so on and so forth. Make sure you dress properly when you when you go into the when you go into the job or the place you want to work for. Make sure you do some background research. Make sure you do all that. When you do go in, make sure that you're able to kill the interview. Make sure that you talk properly. Make sure you get answer the right questions, so on and so forth. Um, and then the very last thing that I'm gonna uh, go over is to um, uh, make sure when you do leave, collect business cards. If you're going to leave a dealership and you don't collect a business card, you put yourself in a bad situation. And the reason why that is is because most of the time, most, um, um, sorry, I, said, I know I say most of the time a lot, but most manufacturers, most, most managers will give you a business card. And it'll have the phone number on there and it'll have an email address that way you can follow up later on. When you do leave that interview, make sure you follow up. Thank them for taking the time to come out and talk or for taking that time out to talk to you. So with that being said, there's a couple of different ways to kill an interview if you want to work on the car business. If you don't want to work in the car business and you're just listening to my podcast, those are actually really good ways to go, go in for an interview anyways. So just make sure that you remember that if you're going to go work in for a car dealership, you're also doing the interview along with them. So like I said on the last um, podcast, I'm going to use his name, Sid Clevenger. Um, I'm going to use his, use his little saying. We all win when we all win. All right. Well, I guess I will talk to y'all later.